You're with SBS Radio. Find more great stories in your language at sbs.com.au. In this bulletin, thousands of people to rally across the country and around the world to honor Perth teenager Cassius Tavi and calling for justice. Homeowners urged to talk to their bank or financial advisor as interest rates inch higher. And Jair Bolsonaro speaks in public but does not concede defeat after the Brazilian presidential election. Thousands of Australians are expected to pay their respects to Cassius Turvey and rally for justice at events across the nation. Rallies and vigils will be held today in every capital city, as well as regional towns for the 15-year-old Nunga Yamaji boy, who was allegedly bashed with a metal pole while walking home from school with friends on October 13. More than 40 events honoring Cassius are scheduled in coming days, including in the United States and New Zealand. But speaking at a gathering in Perth, his mother Michelle has urged people not to use her son's name for their personal vendettas. I want to make this really, really clear. We know racism exists, but do not use my son's tragedy as a platform to blow your trumpets. The general manager of the Anangu Pinjara Yakunjara lands has refused to resign after some members of the executive board voted to have him dismissed. ADR general manager Richard King claims the board meeting that resulted in his dismissal was illegal. At a meeting on October 4, the alleged meeting minutes published on social media indicates that seven board members voted to end Mr. King's tenure. But APY Land's Rights Act requires at least nine of the 14 board members to pass a resolution terminating the general manager's appointment. Australia's major banks have begun passing on the latest interest rate rise to their customers, with NAB the first of the big banks to make a move. The latest interest rate rise will add more than $114 to monthly repayments for an average $750,000 mortgage. Financial Councillor Peter Thompson says some people are likely to be finding the increases a challenge to meet. Roughly speaking, if your outgoing mortgage payments are nudging above 30% of your take-home income, that's sort of the amber zone for financial stress. And if it's getting up towards 35, 40, you're almost certainly in, as a household, in some sort of financial stress. Home buyers are being urged to contact their lender if they are finding it hard to make mortgage repayments. The Financial Rights Legal Center says lenders are now well equipped to help customers in hardship. The federal government says a report reviewing Australia's defense capabilities will not be made public after they receive it, its findings. The preliminary report on Australia's defense force preparedness and structure is expected to hit the desk of Minister Richard Miles this week. But a spokesperson for Mr. Miles says it would be inappropriate to preempt the outcome of recom- all recommendations of the review, which has been conducted by former Defence Minister Stephen Smith and former Defence Force Chief Angus Houston. The report will be used to determine priorities for Australia's defence budget. 
Australia has signed a deal with Thailand as it seeks deeper engagement with Southeast Asia. Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong has signed a strategic partnership memorandum of understanding with her Thai counterpart Dom Pramodwinai. The minister is on an official visit to Thailand for talks on various bilateral issues, including human trafficking, climate change and technology. Ms Wong says the two countries share a region and a future. Ultimately, Australia seeks, and I believe Thailand also seeks, a region that is peaceful and predictable, a region that is governed by accepted rules and norms where all countries and all peoples can cooperate, can trade and thrive. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro has finally spoken in public following his defeat in Sunday's presidential runoff election. Mr. Bolsonaro has avoided directly conceding to Da Silva, but says he has always followed the constitution and will continue to do so. His address will go some way to easing fears that he would refuse to cede power and attempt to block the presidential transition. But groups of voters loyal to the former president remain adamant they will not accept the results, with this protester, truck driver Jose Carlos, saying they are blockading roads to force the authorities into action. We must take the measures that he cannot take. And with this measure, we are here triggering a federal intervention from the Brazilian army. The armed forces must take action because Brazil is already out of control. Arab leaders uh, Arab leaders say their summit this year will focus on the food and energy crisis impacting their region. The war in Ukraine has had devastating consequences for much of the Arab world, leaving Egypt, Lebanon and Tunisia struggling to import enough wheat and fuel to satisfy their populations, while Europe is eyeing Algeria as a key supplier of oil and gas. Deepening the crisis is the worst drought in several decades that has ravaged swaths of Somalia, one of the Arab League's newer members, bringing some areas of the country to the brink of famine. The 22-member Arab League last held its summit in 2019 before the outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic. The western state of Gujarat in India has declared a day of mourning following the deaths of 135 people in the weekend's bridge collapse. The declaration follows a visit by Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi to the site of the tragedy and to the hospital where some of the injured are still being treated. He says he has demanded that lessons be learned from the, the accident. There are also increasing calls for the resignation of the Gujarat State Police Chief as the community learns new details about who was in charge of the bridge and that no certificate that was fit for public use had been issued. Oriva, a company which makes clocks and electrical items, was responsible but had not informed the authorities that it would be reopening that it would be reopened last week after months of repairs. Russia has told civilians to leave areas of Ukraine along the eastern bank of the Dnipro River, a major extension of an order that Ukraine says amounts to the forced depopulation of occupied territory. Russia had previously ordered civilians out of a pocketed controls on the west bank of the river where Ukrainian forces have been adv- had been advancing to capture the city of Kherson but have now extended that order to a 15-kilometer buffer zone along the east bank too. But a group of residents have refused to leave Ukraine's eastern city of Bakhmut despite intensifying fighting nearby. 
Loko Lyubov Kovalenko says that while she's afraid of the motor strikes, she's still bound to her home city. Leave? I don't know. Something stops me. I have no thoughts about it. I'm depressed. What would I do with my dog? I don't know. You look around and you see people walking and they aren't leaving. Some people can't stand it anymore and they leave. Of course, I don't want to hear all this flying and hitting nearby. Meanwhile, Turkish authorities say they believe a United Nations broker deal to allow exports from Ukrainian ports will continue despite Russia's suspension of the agreement. Defence Minister Hulusi Aka says he has had two phone calls in as many days with his Russian counterpart. Mr. Aka says there is progress and that Turkey is evaluating the available information that this agreement will continue. Back home, farmers have called for increased penalties for biosecurity breaches after an Indonesian man was caught attempting to smuggle 6 kilograms of duck and meat products into Australia. The traveller's visa was cancelled after he failed to declare 3.1 kilograms of duck, 1.4 kilograms of beef rendang, over 500 grams of frozen beef and nearly 900 grams of chicken in his luggage. Last month, the federal government introduced harsher penalties that banned people from bringing meat into Australia from countries dealing with highly contagious foot and mouth disease. Emergency volunteers say they are conducting dozens of rescues as more rain hits swollen creeks and catchments in inland New South Wales. The state emergency services service says it has conducted 39 flood rescues in the last 24 hours, despite warning to avoid taking cars through flooded roads. A search is also continuing for two men missing in floodwaters in the state's south. The pair were riding the back of a ute which was swept off the road while being driven across the flooded causeway about 50 kilometres from the town of Burawa on Monday night. And now to sport and in tennis, Novak Djokovic has opened his Paris Masters campaign with a win, defeating US tennis player Maxine Cressy 7-6-7-1-6-4 in the first round. The sixth-seeded Djokovic converted a decisive break in the second set to clinch the match in 1 hour and 43 minutes, delighting a vocal crowd in the French capital. The defending champion will now go on to face either Karen Krachanov or Mark andrea Husler. The 21-time Grand Slam champion is riding a 10-match win streak and is hoping to secure a record-extending 7th Paris Masters title. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day, 36 degrees, Perth, partly cloudy, 26, Adelaide, shower, 217, Melbourne, similar, 15 degrees, Hobart, late shower, 214, Albury, Wodonga, cloudy day, 12 degrees, Canberra, partly cloudy, 13, Wollongong, sunny day ahead, 18 degrees, Sydney, similar conditions, 21, Newcastle, sunny, 22, Brisbane, sunny and windy, 25, Townsville, sunny day, 31 degrees, Keynes, a shower of 233, Alice Springs, sunny, 26, Darwin, sunny, 35, and the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy day ahead and the top of 32 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Yeah. 
Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 